This is Scott Archer, pastor of Central Congregational Church in La Mesa, California. Thank you so much for tuning into our Sunday service podcast, CCC Sunday Messages. I hope you find the messages both challenging and encouraging as you seek to know and follow Jesus in your daily life. If you live in or ever happen to visit the San Diego area, we would love to have you join us for worship and fellowship. For location, service times, and other information about our church, please visit our website at cccLamesa.com. CCC is a small but passionate intergenerational church working together for the glory of God and the good of our neighbors near and far. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, once again, I just want to thank Scott and, and, and uh, Central Congregational family for allowing me just to come over and just share with you today. I miss you guys. Uh, this is like a, a home to me, and so I'm just glad to be back with you. I want to share with you a word um, from First uh, John today, uh, chapter 2. I preached this, this message last Sunday, and it just it still resonates uh, within my heart, and I'll share um, the verses that I use. It's First John chapter 2, and I want to read verses 1 uh, through 6 for you, and here's what it says. Uh, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin, and if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Now by this we know that that we know him if we keep his commandments He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Amen. I use for thought. Um, in these verses, that we have Jesus Christ as our, as our helper. He is the perfect advocate for those who need help. And it's really interesting, if you're looking at what's taking place in our world today, if you're looking at the things that are surrounding our community, or surrounding our state, surrounding our country, um, we need help. We need all the help that we can get. I can think of no better helper than Christ himself. John writes this to us as an encouragement. He writes this to believers. He's not writing to someone who doesn't have a relationship with Christ. He has some, he's writing this letter, this epistle, to those who have established a relationship with Jesus as a Savior. Yet he says, if we do sin, we have help, and that helper is Christ. He is the advocate, the one who stands in the gap for us, the one who intercedes on our behalf with the Father so that we can maintain a relationship with the Father. So he is our perfect advocate. He's also the perfect sacrifice for our sins. If you look at this, these verses, verse 2 says, he himself is the propitiation of our sins. The propitiation literally is the satisfaction. Well, what's that satisfaction all about? God had laid forth a requirement for the sins of the world. If you go back to the Garden of Eden, if you look at what took place with the fall of man, 
when Adam sinned against God, Adam made an attempt, a very futile attempt to cover his nakedness with leaves. Once God found them and they were naked and, and God exposed the sin that Adam had committed, what we find in Genesis chapter 3 or chapter 1, we see that, uh, that there's God killed an animal and covered Adam with skin. The skin that he used there in the book of Genesis was very indicative of the coming of the Messiah. It represented a life that needed to be lost in order to cover man's sin. So that pointed to Christ our Savior. The Bible says, and John writes to us and says, he himself is the satisfaction. It was a blood sacrifice. That's what the entire sacrificial system really was all about when God gave that sacrificial system to Moses. But the thing that we understand from, from our text today is that that, that, that that satisfying offering that God required, that, that Jesus fulfilled, wasn't just for the Jews, but it was for all of mankind. He became the satisfaction for all of man. Literally, this text is telling us that Jesus is there to help not only those who who, who are Jews, but for all of humanity. And I think that's the, a message that the world really needs to hear today. If our world is going to get better, if our situation in La Mesa is going to get better, if our situation in San Diego is going to get better, the only way it's going to get better is if that those of you who know Jesus Christ, those of you who love God, share the love of God and bring the help that this world needs so that we can heal. John says to us in the third verse, by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. One of the most powerful verses in the Bible comes from the mandate of the church in Matthew's gospel, chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus literally tells us, all authority has been given unto me. Go and make disciples of all nations, teaching, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. Well, the question arises from that mandate, what did Jesus teach us? Well, in order to find out what Jesus taught us, you really need to spend time getting to know who Jesus is. You need to spend time in the study of the Word of God. You need to spend time in communicating with God on a very real and personal level. And we need to study the Bible together, and we need to pray together so that we can be unified as a body of Christ, so that we can learn to love one another. You know, the church has an old adage, the family that prays together stays together. I can't think of a better time in history than right now in 2020 when the family of God should come together as much as we possibly can to lift up one another in prayer and lift up the world in prayer. We need to keep his commandment. It's interesting that John says this this in verse 4. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. That's a strong indictment. And once again, John is not writing to a non-believer. He's writing to those who, who presumably have a, a real relationship with the Savior. But yet he says, he says here, and he's saying to us, if you don't keep the commandments, then the truth of Christ, the truth of God really is not in you. 
That's so very important for us to understand is that if we're going to live this life that we talk about, if we're going to be the body of Christ, if we're going to be the church that God commanded for us to be, we need to walk in the truth. Jesus says, my word is is truth. That's a powerful, powerful statement. Then he says in verse 5, but whoever keeps his word truly the love of God is perfected in him. So now we see we have a perfect advocate in Christ, but we also see that we have a perfect love. The perfect example of love that's been demonstrated to us has been given to us as a gift. One of the flagship verses of the Bible is John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. That is the greatest definition of love I have ever ever heard, for God so loved the world. Now, here it is. Your perception is going is, is to change your perspective. So whatever your perception of the Lord is, it, it has an effect on your perspective. If you have a perception that God is not real, then your perspective is completely skewed. But if your perception of God Uh, of who God is, your knowledge of who God is, your relationship and your walk with God, if your relationship is pleasing to him and it's according to scripture, then your perspective is going to be that of of, you're going to have a godly perspective. You'll have what's called a, a, a biblical worldview. And I think that's one of the elements, the key elements in, in our society today that's literally lacking. You wonder why you see so much damage up and down La Mesa, It's because there are those who are out there that do not have a biblical worldview. If you wonder why there's so much anger in the world, there's so much hatred for your brother in the world, it's because there's so many people who don't have the proper perspective, and it's based on their improper perception of God. I believe that God is calling the church, capital C, to step forward today and help those change their perception thereby changing their perspective. And finally, from verse 6, John tells us, he who says he abides in him, listen to this, ought himself also to walk just as Jesus walked. You know, it's amazing. We read and and, and we understand that, that Jesus is God himself, God in the flesh. He died on the cross at Golgotha for our sins. He was buried in the tomb, and he rose again on the third day, just according to the scriptures. This was a man who came to this world, who spoke spinning worlds into existence. He's the same God who said, let there be, and light appeared. He's the same God that created the heavens, the moons, the stars. He created the earth, but yet he didn't. He never owned a house. It's the same God who says, I own a cattle on a thousand hills, but yet he had to borrow an animal to ride into Jerusalem. He's the God of creation that controls all life, but yet he's the same God who who didn't own the grave that that he was buried in. He's a powerful God. He is the God of creation, and his mind is on every single one of us. 
His mind is on that unbeliever. His mind is on that one who says there is no God. His mind is on the one that says, I don't believe in this mythical old man who's living in heaven the way you say he is. God's mind is on that individual, and that person may never get to know who God is unless we as believers share the truth of the gospel with them and and share with them that there is an advocate from the Father, and his name is Jesus Christ. I would, I would encourage you and implore you today, and, and, and I'm saying this um, to, to uh, Central Congregation uh, because I said the exact same thing this past Sunday to the Bright Hope Community Church. If, you're going, if you are going to be what God needs you to be, it's time for us to step up and listen to this. Listen to this. Prior to COVID-19, we... Every church leader had the idea we need to do things outside of the box. Well, here it is. The box is no longer there. We're all doing things that, we, that we've never done before in terms of church life. So the box is gone. We have to step up out of our comfort zones and be what God has designed for us to be. And I'm telling you, if you allow God to use you in that way, thousands multiplied by thousands will we'll be able to make heaven their home. Let me pray for you. Father in heaven, we thank you for Jesus Christ, our, our Lord and Savior, the Lamb of God who takes away our sin. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity during these difficult times, Heavenly Father, to be both light and salt to a sin-sick and dying world. Lord, we've been here before, but not on this scale. We've seen civil unrest before, oh God, but not on this scale. We've seen pandemics before, oh God, but never on this scale. And so we recognize your hand upon the entire world in an effort to get our attention to return our hearts and our minds back to the God who created us. And so we thank you, oh God, and and ask that you would help us to take advantage of those opportunities to share Christ with someone that needs to know you in the pardoning of their sins. Bless this church. Bless this pastor and his wife. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for the ministry that you've placed in his hands. And I pray, O oh God, that those who are around him, that are, that are working with him, that they would come along his side, Heavenly Father, and have a, an, an enormous impact and influence for the cause of Christ right here in this community. Lord, we love you. We adore you. We lift you up. We magnify your name, thanking you for what you're going to do in the life of Triple C and in the life of Scott Archer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for having me. May the Lord continue to bless you.